And we're recording. <clears throat> All right. Welcome back to Sharp Iron Society 16, I believe. I don't know what it is. I think 16. Under 20. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're back here. Of course, you got Derek and I. Elliot's joining us again. Um, and uh, Joey has been switched out by a dog. So, <laughs> Speak. <laughs> Speak. <laughs> There you go. Good girl. That's Tessie the dog. Uh, today is a special one because we have an ice bath. We are all attempting for the first time sitting in uh, in sub fifty water to heal our joints and ails and what have I'm, you. I'm assuming it'll fix everything. <laughs> Did you guys see the movie Deadpool? Yes. Not yet. I'm hoping it's like that, or I. Just so much come stress that come out as a superhero. Oh, dude. I'm pretty sure you are going to be able to fly after this. I hope I fucked up my finger today. This will help. This will help. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's gnarly. So, um... <laughs> so there we were, in front of an ice bath. <laughs> the, 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 benefit, the benefits of cold water therapy is, uh... Endless. Reducing inflammation and all kinds of stuff. But we're gonna... We, we want to experiment with it. Because I have inflammation. <clears throat> I think Elliot's gonna go first. We're also live on Facebook, and Matt Pendleton told me to not forget a towel. I didn't forget a towel. Derek's holding up the Tortuga soap. What's up, George? Really, I mean, like, Derek and I aren't going to get in. Elliot's just the guinea pig because he, he has SEAL training and we don't. And, uh, he knows what hypothermia feels like and we don't. <laughs> Experience is everything. Oh, this is actually really warm. <laughs> it's like the perfect temperature. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure we only get eight minutes in here? Starting the stopwatch. <laughs> what do they say when you go into buzz? They're like, oh, here comes a warm wave. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess not. <laughs> I don't know. I feel pretty warm right now. <laughs> Hey, it could be a bubble bath if you start farting. <laughs> How does that feel, that, Elliot? Your mom, your mom wants to know why. <laughs> For the health benefits. <laughs> your mom wanted to like, why? I am just, no longer feeling the effects of the weekend I just had. Just asking. Just asking why. Are you practicing your breathing technique? I'm Wim Hoffing. <laughs> <laughs> Wim Hoffing the shit out of this. Can I get another bag of ice? Do really? we have? Do we use all the ice? You only no, got one, one bag. Oh, okay. You we we can save it for you guys. Yeah. What's the temperature? It's by your foot. It's a lot. Stop curling your toes. Relax. I'm, I'm so relaxed. <laughs> I'm trying not to fall asleep right now. <laughs> 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 I hope everybody in the podcast world can, can hear the stress in Elliot's voice. I'm not, I'm not stressed. <laughs> uh, 
Going on one minute thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. So, uh, tell me how how do you feel, dude? Okay, so um, surprisingly, my testicles aren't as cold as I thought they would be, and my skin hurts. Feet are are definitely cold, but other than that, I'm doing really well. I think my nipples could cut glass. How much would you give for a uh, steam room? (laughs) (laughs) As long as the steam room was this warm, it'd be good. You guys are going to do fine. So the play-by-play is Elliot is starting to shake a little bit. I'm not shaking. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) individually flexing each one of my muscles. This kid's uh, resolve is 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 gonna he's gonna beat out me that's for sure. What are you doing? What are you doing? There's oh, a blood clot. He just dunked himself. <laughs> Works better this way. So the idea behind this is that uh, this is our first uh, endeavor into ice baths, and uh, subsequently we will start training. And Friday nights we'll have uh, we'll have. Uh, some throwdowns and then take ice baths afterwards. I think, yeah, I think it'll be a lot easier when you exercise and then get in when, like, your uh, core body temperature is a little bit warmer. Yeah. Not, I'm not saying that this isn't very pleasant, but I think if I was warmer, it would be a little bit easier. Going on two minutes, right? <laughs> Three minutes, 30 seconds. Just for reference, uh, let's see, what's the weather? Uh, real feel right now, outside temperature 53. It feels like 53 in here. <laughs> Inside least. temperature of the tub. <laughs> Probably around. I don't know. I don't want to move though. <laughs> I, I don't like the amount you're shaking right now. <laughs> Four minutes. You don't have to stay in the I'm whole just, eight. I'm just shaking the haters off. That's all. <laughs> So, oh shit. So I've had my hands on my legs since I got in, and there's a little bit of warmness in between my hands and my legs, and that's kind of what I'm holding on to right now. That's just my little blanket of security. You guys look like you're really excited for this. <laughs> I wish I would have gone first, to be honest with you. Really holding a high standard here. There's no way I'm making it this long. Oh, I'm sure I'm gonna bitch out. I hate cold water. I you just cut. have to just shake a lot. <laughs> what do people say? Uh, my friend Nate said that my friend Mike Pellegrino only is watching the feed because he thinks you're naked. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, the coldness is just starting to seep deeper. That's pretty much where I'm at now. You gotta get it down into your joints. Yeah, I think it's just like my uh, forearms and stuff.
the balls just definitely inside me. <laughs> I now have a, just a third nipple. <laughs> where, where's your, uh... Oh, oh the wind, yeah. <laughs> so, how does this compare to uh, San Diego water? Um, this is definitely colder, but... You're, like, cold all day when you're doing that stuff. Uh, well, just regular San Diego water. I mean, just at the beach when you're just going. It's definitely warmer than this. But the thing is, everybody thinks it's, it should be warm, but it's not that warm. It's, uh, it's pretty cold. It's just so bright and hot, but you still get that Alaska water. Hi! <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. Honestly. I'm just talking. Any questions for the for the uh, for the public? <laughs> what are we at? You are at six forty. Yeah, birthday party. <laughs> birthday party? Yeah. So I only have two minutes left. I think my my watch might be slowing down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just reset the time. Just let's start over. Oh, that's why it's hurt. Okay. I just my back is like really burning. It's because I have like sunburn. So it's like freaking out. That's what it was for the weekend. I was like, why the fuck do my shoulders hurt so bad? So you a little bit hungover? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We drank a little bit on uh, on uh, what, Friday night, and then just 9 a.m. Saturday, 9 or 10, just slowly started drinking, and then around 2 p.m. we started the drinking games. 15 seconds. <clears throat> <laughs> it's like so you're good. Special. Eight minutes. Can you stand? That was really fun. <laughs> Slowed the ice back up. I think I warmed it up. Thank you. <laughs> so... First contestant. Man, nothing down. drives me off better than a nice fresh towel upside down. Water temperature is at 50. I, I don't think that is accurate. I honestly don't. You think it's colder? I think it's cold. Just let me know okay. what you think. You doing this, Chief? I don't want to go last. It's hard to stand up straight. I'm Derek's cold. turn is, is I'm, about to happen. I'm cold just taking my sweatshirt off. <laughs> not going to lie to you. Yeah, this isn't the uh, optimal day to be doing this. <laughs> Motor skills. <laughs> we should be playing Jenga after. We do this, and then all three of us play Jenga. <laughs> I'm going to give you your cell phone and give you a series of digits that you need to punch in. <laughs> I have to write a, a 250 word essay. Each mistake lands me a. Oh, it's not that cold. 
It's not. He needs ice, though. Starting the timer. <laughs> ice? No. <laughs> you should try the head dunk. It, it makes me feel better. You're salivating a little bit. <laughs> did you start his timer? I did. Okay. You know what hurts right now? It's my fucking finger. <laughs> that you messed up today? Yeah. You gonna try your Wim Hof breathing? That's what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure you're supposed to breathe a little bit slower than that. I'm getting lightheaded. I did warm it up though, I think, personally. How's it feel? One minute in. It's already been a minute. It's already been a minute. It actually feel really good. The initial shock was really bad, but now it's not that bad. I was neck deep. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a lot taller than you. Yeah, get in there. Bend the knees. Get in there. I can't. Get in there. <laughs> I can't. Not with that attitude, you can. It's okay if your knees are poking up. <laughs> it's okay if your knees. <laughs> Just cross them like like any big man does do in, a, in a tub. <laughs> that, that's a good question for people. Why do they make tubs so small? I mean, it's either your chest is cold or your knees are cold. Don't do it, Elliot. I will fucking kill you. <laughs> Let's ask the internet. <laughs> Does he need more ice? <laughs> six viewers. You six have the ability. <laughs> I will be your vessel. <laughs> Just do it. Just fucking do it. <laughs> no one's saying anything. You want to hold this? No. <laughs> How about head dunk in four minutes? Nope. <laughs> I might pee just to warm it up. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> two, two minutes, 30 seconds. Left? <clears throat> no, just not left. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm so frozen. This might be our most silent podcast ever. Oh yeah, I forgot what podcast. Derek, we need some uh, some very descriptive words coming out of you right now. Other than the fact that my fucking skin hurts, it's not that bad. I also think, like, if you like, I'll ask you the same question in six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> if Elliot like was right, like if you worked out and then did this, it'd probably be awesome. Yeah. I'm going to go with, we need more ice next time. Yeah. Six bags. <laughs> well, when I said six bags, I think I, I think I envisioned bigger bags. Yeah, 10% body fat. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 10%. 13 at the most. <laughs> so a co-worker of mine, uh... I won't name yet, and his uh, his position in a a uh, 
we're going to try to get him on the podcast. Um, he was uh, he worked with a professional sports team, and he recommended no less than forty degrees in the tub, and uh, no more. All the wind. No All more, the wind. <laughs> <laughs> no more than eight minutes. Um, or else you could uh, possibly start causing some damage. Well, it's at and, 50 uh, degrees right now. Yeah, we're damage. at 50, so we're, we're going mild, which is kind of <laughs> kind of goes with uh, at least having a hard time with pulling up the zipper right now. <laughs> the, needless to say, minor motor functions are completely out the window. Yeah. Uh, I'm do, I don't do well with the cold. Not a lot 30. of insulation. Um, so I, I did place. some digging happy up. Place. Happy, happy place. place. By the happy place. You gotta, you gotta get the shoulders in there, man. There's get, a lot of blood in get there. Get a little bit deeper. Sink in there. there. Come on. Get in oh, there. You can do get this. Get in there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Breathe it out. <laughs> so uh, digging through the internet, they basically, a lot of oh, sites have like 50 <laughs> to 59 degrees. No more than eight minutes. So we were trying to get it down to 40, but we just didn't have enough ice. We'll be experimenting again. By the way, if you want to find one of these tubs, you can get a tractor supply company for $70 on sale. Yeah, yeah. Use the promo code Sharp Iron Society. Promo code Sharp Iron Society. Tell them two scoops sent you. I'm sure you're getting some kind of effects. Do you feel affected right now? (laughs) Eight minutes seemed like it was just the general cap time. Like, don't do more than eight minutes. Um, I I think, hey, can you feel that right into your core? Yes. Okay, so the benefits are probably sinking into them. So so we can feel it all the way through. What's what's the time? Uh, You're at uh, three minutes. Left? No. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You have two minutes left. He'll say, "I feel like it sucks more now." It was never the initial surf torture that they do. You do like a half an hour, and then you stand like this in the wind for like ten minutes, and you start jackhammering, and then they're like back in the water, and you're like, "No!" I would have rang the bell the first day. I'm I'm fucking out of here. I don't know that uh, that video that you sent me of. uh, was it was it Renzo Gracie? Oh no, uh, Hickson. Hickson. In the stream. Hickson in the stream. He's not, he's. he's I'm, glad I'm glad you brought that up because now I'm just going to channel Hickson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He had a towel around his shoulder. He was talking about how great he felt afterwards. That was great. an icy stream. I'm pretty sure that stream was uh, colder than what you're sitting in right now. I don't know how long he's staying for though, and he probably peed himself. Just saying. That would help a lot right now. Uh, did you just say that Hicks and Gracie peed himself? Yeah. <laughs> peeing yourself gives you, like... Magical powers. No, I think peeing yourself is, like, the little deal breaker. Seconds. Like, when you're about to, like, all right, I want to quit, then you pee yourself, get a little feeling of hope, then you get back in. <sighs> I'm going to get all the ice cube trays out of the freezer. <laughs> Nate Ryan says just pee in there. <laughs> <laughs> Nate was like Do you think you could actually pee right now? Oh yeah. 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 Right. yeah. You have to I, I just figured I, it'd be cold enough. 
Yeah, I think it takes. It would take a little bit longer. You'd kind of have to focus. No, I wouldn't. I oh. can just let it go right now. <laughs> Please don't. I gotta get in there after you. Eight minutes. Oh, come on, wind! <laughs> oh, he gets the sun. <laughs> <laughs> My hands don't work. My hands don't work. My hands don't work. Tessie, your turn. Thinking about it. Did you have to pee before you got in? Yeah. Did it go away when you got in? No, I had to pee more. You had to pee more? I don't think you'll worry. I don't think that's the hardest eight minutes. It's like I just really had to pee. Go for it. <laughs> Just pee in there. I'll tell you what. I don't know if it's because I can't feel them, but my finger feels better. Oh, that's cold. <laughs> oh, mother. <laughs> Wim Hof it. Wim Hof it. Did you start it? Don't Wim Hof it. Live in that. Live in that cold. There's no happy place. Scott, what are you, how are you feeling? Fucking cold. What hurts? I have California blood. This is not working well for me. <laughs> are you flexing everything right now just to like... Yeah. yeah. Uh, flexing so hard. Flexing so hard right now. <laughs> Oh god, I'm the one with the timer. <laughs> you really get it so much more. <laughs> I think I should turn the hose back on. You need more ice? <laughs> Will you get the thermometer? Let's see what the temperature is. <laughs> Don't fucking meditate! Don't meditate! Get the thermometer! I fucking hate you, Elliot! Don't go to the fucking... <laughs> your safe zone! Yeah, it's so funny. You're supposed to fucking meditate! No! Stay in oh. it! <laughs> this sucks so much! I was way more positive. <laughs> hey, hey, stop it. <laughs> if you want to make it easier, flap your elbows like this. Like this. Oh. I Just feel like it, it made it worse because then that cold water oh. got into my armpits. <laughs> trying to get them to do. Moving cold water is always colder. Stay. Stay here with us. <laughs> Elliot is not letting me go to my happy place. <laughs> you suck so bad. <sighs> the fact that it's burning my skin makes it feel warmer. <laughs>
Yeah, your skin's like burning hot, but you're freezing. It's a very interesting feeling. Tessie, get in here. Warm me up, girl. Stop it. I'm going to admit that I am the biggest bitch out of the three of you. You better. The three three of us. (laughs) The three of you. You're seeing three? Ah. So I did abs. There is actually. I did some abdominals yesterday. My abs actually really hurt right now because they're contracting so much. Keep thinking about the temperature of the water. (laughs) (laughs) Stop telling us other stories. I just want to hear about living the moment. You gotta be mindful. Oh. There's no forgetting the fact that you're freezing your ass off. Where's your, like, little warmth of hope that you have? You You keep on making me forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like me, I had to keep my hands right here. I was like, if I do this, I'm not gonna make it. I was thinking about how high my body fat percentage is and how it shouldn't be as bad. (laughs) (laughs) It is definitely worse. Hey! Stop it. The skinny you are. I could just, if I like let myself shake, like uh-huh. this is what my body wants to do right now. Oh. Somebody should, oh, yes, no, please. I would, like, <laughs> I would like an electric blanket right now. I don't give a shit. That electric water. blanket. How about a blanket of water? <laughs> oh, electrocution would be great right now. <laughs> so much voltage. Throw me the toaster. Oh, so much heat. <laughs> Turn the toaster on. Somebody and bring me a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do you have left? Uh, four minutes. <laughs> nice, halfway there. Oh god! I'm trying to decide if I feel better or not. Uh, I I kind of feel like my abs. I've been have <coughs> been contracting my stomach so much that I kind of want to throw up. Oh, relax, dude. <sighs> relax, dude. Take a deep breath. Try to relax, but you keep on pouring water on my head. Just relax. (laughs) Cassie, no. (sighs) Got some nice icy cold beers in there if you want one. (laughs) (laughs) Want a pina colada? (laughs) I'll just throw them in there with you. Keep them cold. I I can't believe Wim Hof swam in the Arctic. To the point where his eyeballs froze. What the fuck is wrong with that guy? <laughs> That's insane. It's a whole nother level. <sighs> oh. <laughs> Why did we do this today? Yesterday was sunny and nice. Huh? Uh, Today is better. Uh, Way less. Yesterday, hope. I would have, I would have gladly been in here, considering that we're, I was, my knees are screaming after. Working at everything. Don't drop, don't drop my phone. The shakes are definitely sort of set up. Can we get a close up on that? Look at that thing. <laughs> Look at that thing. If I wasn't shaking so bad. <laughs> Those things cannot be Oh no. I can't. My fingers don't work to put it. There it is. Ah. Uh. 
definitely some some very late some burning sensation. <laughs> yeah. Is that hyper? Is that frostbite? Is that frostbite? <laughs> you, I think I have frostbite, guys. <laughs> you can't get frostbite in this water. <sighs> you could definitely get hypothermia. Ah, you guys got like beef stew on the on the on the oven, right? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's hot cider. The true mental toughness is getting back in. <laughs> Next week? <laughs> no. Oh, while you're still a little cold, like right now. So when you get when you get into I your really armpits, I really don't want to do that. I've been tucking my armpits like pretty pretty hard. Open them up. Yeah. Open them up. <laughs> it's live, live, Scott. Come on. <laughs> yes. I'll hit someone to waterboard you. <laughs> yeah, we could try that next week. Let's try waterboarding no. next week. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could tell, you know, everyone what that feels like. Ten seconds. Nice. You did well. I did not think I was going to make it. You're allowed to dunk your head, though. My head's not swollen. <laughs> There's oh. no inflammation in my head. <laughs> There's no inflammation in my head. Oh, I got my head. My skin is kind of tingly. <laughs> I'm trying to get the water off. How do you feel, boys? Feel good. Alive. I definitely don't feel like I drank all weekend. <clears throat> oh, the phone's gonna die. Phone's gonna die. <sighs> Curious who's actually gonna sit through this podcast? <laughs> I was freezing our asses off. Stop it and bring it in and fucking really talk about it. Oh. All right, so we'll take a pause, <laughs> reconvene when we're not shivering. And we're recording. And we're back. Back in the house. So, if you uh, sat through <laughs> that nonsense, actually, um, if you want to, uh, if you'd rather have a good visual of uh, what just went down, uh, going to Facebook on the Sharp Iron Society, we uh, we did a we did a live feed of it. You can go back and check it out. Yeah, watch us and. The video is much more entertaining. Yeah. Especially if you like nipples. Gut <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> glass cutting nipples. So uh, one thing that happened when we turned the reporter off and we uh, we all we all kinda agreed, Derek and I especially, that uh, we felt like a million bucks coming out of that. I have I'm freezing my ass off. <laughs> it's actually kind of um 
shocking how long the cold is lasting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I expected to get out and start warming right back up. Like well, that's the thing when, I, when I got out, like I felt like radiating heat going through my body, and then now I'm just cold. <clears throat> yeah, same, same with me. I, I'm still, I'm still shaking. Uh, but yeah, once I got out, even like a couple minutes after I got out, I was colder than when I was in in the tub. Maybe because I was expecting to start warming up and not warming up, so maybe that is why I felt colder, but. I don't know. I'll just get random just tremors throughout my entire body. Just trying to shake to warm up. I can't huddle around this lit Yankee candle enough. <laughs> I think Derek took it the best though. He's like, he doesn't seem very cold at all. I think he looks pretty content. Uh, yeah. It, it, like, other than the fact that my skin was like on fire because it was so cold, yeah. I was in pretty good shape. I was, I was embracing the hell out of that fire. <laughs> Like my my definitely my shoulder felt warm, but um, that was a lot of fun though. That that was I think that should definitely be like a, a weekly or bi weekly thing. I, I I don't think it's like you do it one time and then you're just like, oh man, I'm, I feel so much better. I'm like cured or whatever. I think it's like you kind of use it as like a a thing to just kind of reset a yeah. general maintenance type thing. Yeah, like a I'm, massage. <laughs> like how often do you get a massage? Everything, everything in my body that was uh, that was tight, and it was is now just frozen. (laughs) It went from hurting to frozen. It's great. It went from hurting to numb. (laughs) I'm actually Um, surprised. My like, I mean, which makes sense because you ice stuff, but like, I popped my finger so hard today, like to the point where like the top of it has like a bruise on it through the knuckle, and it doesn't. It still hurts, but it doesn't hurt nearly as bad now from being in there. (laughs) <laughs> the only so, thing on my body but I definitely recommend that you do it I've tried it in the bathtub before and it's really easy to use too much ice when you're in something as small as the uh, the bathtub so if you're like 50-50 water and ice if it's just like sloshing ice water like you would see at the bottom of a cooler it's probably too cold yeah. where it just hurts and it's just really uncomfortable. It should be a cold that like you can maintain obviously for eight minutes, but not, you know, not that you're just like fine. You should be kind of jackhammering a little bit by the seventh minute or somewhere in there. Yeah. I think that the, we could have went a little colder, I think. Yeah. And I think the trick was the right amount of cold and it's like brewing coffee it's going to be the right amount of temperature for the right amount of time yeah. to make it worthwhile doing if it's too cold and you can't stay in there long enough you're not going to get that right amount of effects and obviously if it's not cold enough and you can just stay in there all day you're not really getting the, the right effect either. and I went first and I warmed it up a little bit for these guys so in other words he peed they had a I mean think about it I had ice water that hadn't been warmed at all. They had ice water that had been warmed by like a 98 degree body for eight minutes, you know? Basically, I'm the champion. That's what I'm trying to say here. I don't feel like the champion, but I'm shaking like one. Yes, that coffee cup is a kettlebell. Nice. Uh, I do plan on doing this again. I feel pretty damn good coming out of it, even though it's a little bit of suffering. 
It's pretty. <sighs> I feel better <laughs> um, when I take cold showers than what just happened here, but I feel like this is like <sighs> espresso, <laughs> a couple shots of espresso, how intense it is, and then um, cold showers in the morning is more just like your morning cup of coffee. You know yeah. what I mean? It kind of just lasts the day. We'll see how long this lasts and how I feel. You know, it's definitely in the next couple hours or whatever. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Where it's, it's like you, I I feel like wide awake, clearly, <laughs> like clear thoughts, everything. Yeah. Well, because I mean, I was at a bachelor weekend party Friday night, got a little tipsy. Saturday drank from 9 a.m. till 1 a.m. and uh, I don't feel like I drank at all this weekend after doing that. Interesting. Good to know. <laughs> I was definitely just dragging ass, just overall. Like, I wasn't, like, super hungover, but I was just getting, like, the waves of nauseousness and just, like, the random, just, like, feeling like shit and wanting to sleep. And then now I just feel like I just hung out all weekend and didn't do anything. Feel good. It's interesting. I'm ready to go. Yeah. <sighs> you might have, like, the best sleep, too. You should know, you know, how you sleep tonight. You might have to get like really good sleep. Um, so, Elliot wasn't letting me go into my place and, and do some breathing techniques. Yeah, you kept trying to you kept trying to like meditate and like not think about it. And I'm like, come back, Scott, come back. <laughs> think of the cold. And he's like, God um, damn it. it! It was interesting. The three of us like all had different reactions to getting into the water. Where Elliot just kind of stunk in, and it's just kind of like, all right, I'm here for the ride. Uh, someone tells me he's 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 been in that place before. <laughs> the, 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 amount, the amount of violent shivering though was a little concerning to be honest with you. Honestly, that's just like my body just does that. Like that wasn't like I was just so cold that I just oh, yeah, it happened just, immediately. I was like, oh oh no. Oh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> And then like I could relax and then all of a sudden it was just like a threshold would be reached and my body would be like Okay, I'm good. I'm good again. It just like needed to shake out the Shake it out a little bit. I feel like once I get in there and like acclimated, got some good deep breaths in and caught my breath, I was good. Yeah. So uh, I'm looking up the uh, definition of of, or or why we actually shiver. And it says the core body temp when the core body temperature drops, shivering reflex is triggered to maintain homeostasis. Skeletal muscles begin to shake in small movements, creating warmth by expending energy. Um, shivering can also be a response to a fever or person may feel cold, but basically like when Elliot like went into jackhammering and it meant that his body was like, shit, let's get a warm up and, uh, and just started like moving around a little bit to, to warm himself, warm himself up. Derek, on the other hand. Uh, he went in, uh, like, he started hyperventilating. He was just like... <laughs> yeah, I it took my, definitely took my breath away to begin with. I was like... <gasps> okay, but then once once I caught my breath and I was in there, it wasn't that bad. Like, I, like I could feel my skin more than anything, but I don't know. Like, it's funny. Like, I can remember walking to the bus when I was a kid and feeling that same... 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, like those Maine winters walking to the bus at 5 o'clock in the morning when I was in, like, the just fucking eighth grade. The wind blowing through your soul. Just right. Yeah. The I, point... I, the point where you're, you're, the snots freeze in your nose, you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, those days. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Like, those days, you, you, you can't even breathe. Yeah. It, it, it's like you try, <gasps> yeah, it, you, you, you try to breathe, it's like, and it's like the wind just takes, takes everything out of you. Uh, I'm starting to warm up a little bit. Yeah. Like, uh, I've gone back into, like, the radiating heat warmth. I forget. I don't know what I was listening to. If I was listening to a podcast, and I'm pretty sure it was a podcast about, um, like, they were talking about like dealing with heat and the differences between heat and cold, and they were saying like you always want to deal with cold instead of heat because in the cold you're actually preserving. You know what I mean? Like it's like. You know, if you want to keep meat fresh, you throw it in the freezer, right? Or the refrigerator. But heat, like when you cook something, it actually damages it. So, like, if you have a choice between, like, being in the Arctic or being in the desert, you're always going to choose the Arctic. Yeah. Because once you go to that, like, because heat, like, if you get heat stroke or whatever or something like that, it actually makes your brain swell. Yeah, it does so permanent damage. Permanent damage. To where? your cooling system. So, like, you can... You're more likely to get a heat stroke every time you get it. Right. Whereas hypothermia, it doesn't... You're not, like, more susceptible to hypothermia if you get it. Right. So, people of the future, choose people Neptune, future. not Mars. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Assuming it, Neptune is... Yeah. But it's also interesting, like... Is doing what we did better than say a sauna or something like that? You know they have all those those uh, studies out right now about like heat shock proteins yeah. and cold shock proteins or whatever. Like it's a, it's an interesting thing to talk about. Oh yeah, so, if I would have been feeling like that and then sat in a sauna for eight minutes. I probably wouldn't have felt as good as I did now. Probably might have felt worse. The, the internet oh, say don't go into heat right after cold because it just it messes with you too much. <clears throat> but but what about like. So when you explain something, are you supposed to go like ice, then heat, ice, then heat? It's it's such an argumented subject. Yeah, they're really um, starting to learn a little bit more about that right now. The whole like rice method, rest, ice, compression, um, elevation. They're kind of rehashing that out. It's not necessarily true. They're saying that uh, ice can prevent the inflammation process or like slow it down or stop it so in the beginning you need it there can't be healing without inflammation so if you put ice on something that's trying to become inflamed to heal nothing will happen and then once the cold goes away then your body has to start making it inflamed again and then it'll heal the bad part is when the inflammation stays and it never just goes away that's that's the bad stuff but like you need inflammation to heal that's what they're saying. That's, that's yeah. what they're saying is like that, when people will hurt their ankle and then immediately put ice on it, you're literally like putting traffic jam in front of a instead in front of an ambulance. You know what I mean? Like all of your body is sending things to help with that ankle sprain or you're breaking your ankle. All of that shit's going down there and you putting ice on it is just slowing putting a traffic jam on the whole thing. Whereas what ideally you could do is compress and put heat on it to get everything like constantly moving through and back through the lymph system and everything so the inflammation can get down there affect what it needs to and then exit when it when it when it's done so 
do you think so like I get like trying to like think of like a, a educated way to talk about this but like do you think it's correct to allow something to swell and then adjust the swelling afterwards or do you think you should stop the swelling in another way other than like ice or, or cooling it down or whatever well, I don't know how much, um, like, where the, the boundary is. I mean, obviously, the swelling is a defense yeah. mechanism. Well, there's, I mean, there's doing like it beneficial for a swelling. In yeah, it's there's, not, there's bad swelling. Where it's just, it gets to uh, swelling to a point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's like if, if you roll your ankle and your your ankle is, like, blunt. I mean, like, this is this is a non-medical take on things. Because <laughs> right. I'm, I'm definitely... We are not de- doctors. We are not <laughs> Not a doctor, but I, I could be though. Yeah, if I wanted to. But, so, but uh, that being said, yeah. If, if you if you roll your ankle and your ankle is three times the size that it's supposed to be, you should definitely be putting some ice on it. If it's starting to turn purple, you probably should put some ice on it. But if if you had just like a minor sprain or or if it's like a long term um, long term ailment. Uh, I think it, it basically what what Elliot was talking about earlier was like like in, some inflammation is good, but it's a long term inflammation that's that's going to be bad. I think yeah, the swelling and inflammation go hand in hand. Like you yeah. need you need it, it needs to happen. Yeah. But if it's there for a long time, that's when you need to get but, it out of there. Because the swelling, it being that swollen, just means that it's not able to drain. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's like just swollen for that long. I mean, something is blocked up there and it needs to be. Well, alternatively to swelling, um, <clears throat> to be able to move, like you need to get a little bit of heat. And I think uh, me personally, like throwing a little bit of heat on some kind of ailing, like a knee or something like that, that's just being really cranky and tight, throwing a little bit of heat on something and doing a little, uh, like, some some very, like, light stretching um, and start moving around a little bit is going to be good. And then post-workout or whatever you did for, for a little bit of rehab, you can throw a little bit of ice on there to just, like, keep the keep the swelling in check and, and keep the inflammation in check and just and, keep on going. Yeah, and I think, like, it's not saying that's, like, you shouldn't use ice because it just stops the healing process. I think the main thing is is like the reason why you're using ice. You know what I mean? If you're using ice to try to numb the area or it feels good and you're just trying to like uh, make the pain go away or, or blunt the pain, then that's an appropriate use. But I think what they're saying is that ice you trying to use ice because you hurt yourself and you're trying to make it heal faster and you think that's the thing to do. I think that's where the, the problem arises. And, like, you're obviously not going to do this ice bath and think that, like, oh, my ankle's broken, I'm going to take an ice bath and, and you know, think everything's going to get better. But if you're, and like, go run a marathon if your nervous system is kind of shot or whatever, you know, you just have to use it for the appropriate ways, not just, like, oh, ice, ice works, ice works on everything. You know what I mean? Oh, I broke my jaw, put ice on it. You know what I mean? Like, in heat, too. Heat doesn't necessarily mean... That's the good way to do it either. Just because it dilates everything and gets everything moving, you can. There's a wrong way to use heat, and yeah. it could be too hot for too long. You know, <clears throat> stuff like that. So, everything in moderation, including moderation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I feel like when I get injured, like the for me, what works is like when I elevate and put some ice on it and maybe take an anti-inflammatory like Advil or something and let the this make sure. And for me, like it makes me kind of second guess everything that I do, but like if it never swells and I can get that body part moving again, you know what I mean? I feel like that's always way better for me anyway. You know what I mean? Like if I like twist my ankle or whatever, I like always try to keep it elevated, take like some Advil so there's no inflammation, put some ice on it, make sure it like never blows up. Yeah, it'll bruise and stuff like that. But then like as long as I keep it moving and never let it get stiff, I feel like that's always way better than like just not doing anything and let it blow up. And then I'm like, Fuck, I can't fucking even move this. I mean, I think that's the key right there is that you said you keep try to keep it moving or move it as much as you can without doing more damage. It's that you by you moving is is affecting your lymph system, you know what I mean? And pushing all that, still getting that flow. So it may still be pushing that inflammation in, but you're taking it out as right. fast as you're putting it in so it's not swelling. The swelling happens when, you know, there's too much going in and not much going out. Makes sense. <laughs> I'm, interested I'm, to see. I'm a big fan of uh, friction heat. That's probably my new favorite thing. Like masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> With an Eskimo. <laughs> um. <laughs> Derailed. <laughs> what kind of friction heat? I don't, I, was, I don't know what friction heat is, but masturbation sounds like yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say friction heat? Yeah. Uh, I mean friction ice. Friction ice? Friction ice. What's friction so, ice? So, uh, <clears throat> basically, uh, everyone's standard way of dealing with inflammation for a long time was basically five times a day, 20 minutes per session of putting in a, oh, like cold a, hot. Yeah, put, putting an ice, putting an ice back on whatever is bothering you. <clears throat> um, but, uh, what I'm, uh, bacon. Um, <laughs> He's still messed up from this ice bath, honestly. Uh, apparently, like, a clear-minded thought is just out the window now. Um, oh, oh, the the beer that's directly afterwards probably weren't the best idea. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm done with it. Um, all good decisions happen with alcohol. So, uh, with the, with friction ice, basically what it is, 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 is it's about, like, a minute, a minute and a half. You take a Dixie cup and you fill it up with water, uh, obviously freeze it. And, and you can peel back that dix cup and, and just kind of rub it whatever whatever area is ailing you um, you're unless it's like this deep like uh, I don't know like in your uh, in your shoulder socket or something like that that you just need to get like a deep penetrating cold out of it uh, if you need to do that get in the fucking tub of ice um, but the friction ice you just kind of rub uh, rub back and forth circles or whatever uh, for about a minute and a half and it cools down the area faster and you, you do that multiple times a day as opposed to sitting for 20 minutes with your leg up like with some kind of like ace bandage like MacGyvering shit like to keep that thing on because you know, I can't remember who I was just listening to it's probably a couple months ago actually now at this point but something like famous strength and conditioning coach maybe it was Nick Curson or something like that saying that's what he does with athletes he doesn't do like the compression with the ice anymore he does the rubs it with like an ice cube or something like that like a big ice cube like that seems to be the new happening thing with strength yeah, and conditioning it's and faster like it takes less time and it's like direct cold and what it is is uh, um, 
Basically, my my girlfriend told me is like this is what she tells uh, what she tells her patients. Uh, sometimes her patients are a little bit older, um, and they just don't have the memory. It's just like just about a minute. That's all you need. It's about a minute. I go a little bit longer, um, but I mean that's that's really really all you need. Just rubbing around, it helps helps a lot. Yeah, when I <clears throat> when I hurt my knee, putting ice on it or using something like the Mark Pro made it feel with its, which is the Mark Pro is like an e stim. So those like little pads, the shock pads that just make you um, flex. And I guess it depends on the injury, but for my case specifically, I had like a little tendonitis and some inflammation behind my patella, and uh, using ice in that type of stuff made it feel really shitty, like just stiff and just hurt, but using like a cherry pit pillow where you just microwave it for three minutes, and it's just like, I would just keep it straight, put the heat on there and everything, and it would just feel really good. And then the only thing that made it feel better than that, which <laughs> which is uh, jujitsu. Which is crazy. Kneeling around, something about kneeling around on the mat, just on my knees and everything, and like that shearing, shearing force and everything. After I get done with jujitsu and my knee, it feels like I've never had a knee pain or injury at all. The first couple of times that I I rolled with uh, uh, my two compatriots here, um, <clears throat> first first couple of times my shoulder was aching pretty bad, uh, probably because I was trying to muscle my way through everything. Uh, once I started settling down, I started working on positioning, and I started working on uh, like actually thinking my way through what I was doing instead of just trying to like uh, just go brute force. Um, my body actually feels better coming out of it than it does going in. Um, it'll be stiff. It'll be sore. And I mean, this is coming from this is coming from a, a thirty, almost thirty-nine year old uh, who's just <laughs> recently found Lil Wayne. <laughs> He's thirty-nine year old just found Lil Wayne. Um, dude, I got Rocker Fosgate in my truck. What can I say? Oh, yeah, it's good. I got a subwoofer. Works. Yeah, I got um, a subwoofer, man. <laughs> it goes boom, 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 boom. <laughs> It's like a sixteen-year-old kid. Yeah. I've so discovered several first. Um, I'll tell you guys about. I'll tell you guys about my like little rat, rat shit car uh, when I was a little punk rocker um, in a minute. But <clears throat> so uh, almost thirty-nine, going into to uh, going into jujitsu for the first time, Brazilian jujitsu for the first time, and having all kinds of ailments, hip impingement, shoulder impingement, lots of. I mean, I, I saw. Nine years hard labor doing construction landscaping where uh, our boss liked to cut corners and make us the machines as opposed to just like actually getting machines for the right right tool for the right job. So my body's seen some serious beat downs and, um, and honestly like I, my body has never felt better coming out of doing uh, BJJ. Some of that, I don't know what it is. I think, all, well, I think a lot of it is for like, especially for you and even for Elliot, to a point, it's just doing something different. You know what I mean? You're not doing the same like bilateral like movement the whole time. You know, you're moving, you know, in one direction, moving the other direction. I think that's a big thing is like, you know, you're, you're kind of, I mean, and that's kind of the opposite of me going from 
jujitsu to lifting weights and doing strength and conditioning and crossing on a regular basis was like it was just something different like i'm kind of just breaking patterns that i had fallen into you know like i feel so much better now just like getting some more symmetry back in my body and putting some muscle on i don't feel like i'm, I'm getting injured as much but on the other hand you can probably do that too much and you just need to move around in different ways you know what i mean i feel like that's something that you guys are, are probably experiencing is you're just moving your bodies in different ways than you were before you know um but the other thing too about jujitsu is it's so kind of free form and 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 not you know like this is the way you do this and we're going in this direction it's you can you know they call it the human game of chess for a reason you can move in an infinite amount of ways so you can work around those things that you're injured you know what i mean so you probably like if you're going to do you know whatever exercise you're going to do with a barbell you're going to use both sides of your body and whatever but in jujitsu you get to go and you can only you can literally only use one side of your body so not only are you moving different ways but you're probably giving all those things a bit of a rest you know what I mean? So that that that's huge too. You know, like I feel I, I think that's one thing that like you know we just went and sat in this ice bath for eight minutes a piece. But I think also I think a lot of people don't think about the fact that you know taking a week off here and there or you know a couple of days off or whatever you're gonna do is really beneficial to your body. They don't think that you know you're not making gains or you're lifting weights. You're making gains when you're healing when you're, when you're recovering. Right. So people, I think people they don't they don't look at their recovery. S- serious enough you know what I mean like this week I uh I mean I took I only worked out two days this week lifting weights but I did jujitsu you know my regular schedule and at the end of those two days I mean I needed to I had a little bit of a hip problem I, I got a, a knot in my hip you know my uh my back was hurting you know I had this this knot in my foot so I was like I was gonna take it easy this week and I actually feel stronger coming back just taking it easy and recovering, you know what I mean, than if I would have just pushed through all those injuries or whatever. So I think that that's huge too, like just, and you can, but I think jujitsu for you guys, especially because you can lift so heavy and you can go hard at CrossFit, is almost like active recovery. You know what I mean? It's like, like some people that lift weights and go for a hike. You guys are lifting weights and on your recovery days, you're going to jujitsu. Well, I think one of the, one of the, one of the like most major the middle of the yeah um remix getting much mad if 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 uh one of the mo- biggest benefits of <laughs> anyway <laughs> because just take it just take a second the uh the biggest benefits of doing jujitsu uh <clears throat> being like Ellie and I like have been have been doing CrossFit for for. We are CrossFitters going into Jiu-Jitsu, whereas Derek is a Jiu-Jitsu going into CrossFit. Um, <clears throat> everything for Ellie and I is is very like frontal plane, and there's not. I mean, like you're you're not. Everything's just right there. It's 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 kind of down and up. It's, up it's and linear. Down. It's yeah. all yeah. It's very very linear. Where whereas like, I mean, this is basically like saying exactly what where Derek said was like. You have this 360 degree environment with jujitsu, um, as opposed to CrossFit, where you just you have this very frontal plane, like up and down <coughs> um, movement, where he's getting balance out of it, and it's like we're using jujitsu to benefit us f- by going kicking ass, just just 360 degrees, whereas Derek is using CrossFit 
as like this like balancing point, which is awesome. I mean, and which furthers the symbiotic relationship between jujitsu and CrossFit, where I've heard so many people say they're so similar. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think well, like, I mean, <clears throat> I'm gonna talk about this a little bit too, but the fact that like. Elliot and I, well, mostly Elliot, but I'm just giving some feedback with it, have come up with a pretty comprehensive strength and conditioning program using CrossFit, yeah, to benefit jiu-jitsu. So there's a lot of CrossFit-style workouts as a strength and conditioning program, um, and we're going to put it up online, and it's going to be all open source and, and kind of free form, and you guys can, can take it along. I think that one of the coolest things about it is it's not like Elliot has just numbered the days, so it's like... Day one, day two, day three. So if you only have, can get in two days a week, that's fine. It's not like you got to go this on this date and this on this date and this on this date, which is pretty awesome. But even just doing the work, the couple workouts that I've done in Elliot's programming and giving him some feedback is that you can already see he, he really um, designed workouts that have really complemented the same feeling you get with jiu-jitsu. I mean, Scott and I did one on Friday where the assault bike sprints, I thought my lungs were going to explode. And then going right from that into box jumps and kettlebell swings, I was like, oh, this is exactly what rolling with someone really good feels like. You know what I mean? This is one of the things that I could, I could, I was the same amount of tired after that that I was rolling with Jared or some other high-level black belt. You know? So it was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely um, taking, for the programming, we're definitely taking a lot of the the high-skill movements and maybe necessarily, like, the uh, high flexibility. I know not everyone walking around can just do a full squat snatch with good enough technique that they're not going to hurt themselves. That it'll just be more, like, power, easy strength and conditioning, stuff like that. <clears throat> there will be some technical movements in it but most of the time it's just going to be workouts that are pretty low skill and just go 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 you should just be able to just now, fly is through this workouts. Some, are these workouts going to be uh designed so that you can just kind of like pick and choose like you said they're not numbered it's just like it's like do them when you can well so what we got away from is the whole like monday tuesday wednesday rest day you know thursday friday stuff like that Whereas now it's if you can only work out three days a week and the three days that you can work out are always different, you're just going to follow the number. So say you pick up the programming on day five or say we're, you know, 100 days into the future, you can just start on day 100 and then just go to 101 and just keep doing them in order no matter whether it's one day a week or two days. I wouldn't skip around unless, um, you know, it's you've been taking a big break or whatever, but... They're just designed to be, ideally, like, hitting four or five of them a week is kind of what it's designed for. But um, if you're hitting three of them or two of them a week, as long as they're in order, you shouldn't be doing a lot of, like, oh, I did this last Monday. Or we're, every time I do it, since I've been skipping random days, it's always been heavy deadlifts every time I work out. So as long as you're just doing it by numbers. And the website will be um, set up so it'll be easier to navigate instead of, like, Oh, we're on 157. I was back on 98. I need to keep hitting back until I get to, you know, 99 or whatever. So we'll have like a an easier scroll bar to get get through the workouts that you could just keep following on your track. So everyone will be at it whenever they start at a different point on day 1. You know what I mean? Everyone ideally. I mean, that's what we're right. hoping for. Well, I think the other cool thing too is that like you could be 
I mean, for me, the whole thing with strength and conditioning was always that was always my biggest detriment in jujitsu. Was like I was so focused on getting good at jujitsu and doing you know sharpening my jujitsu technique that my strength and conditioning kind of fell by the wayside. You're gonna see when you do these workouts that they like directly reflect jujitsu skills. Syntite. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you'll notice a difference immediately. Like, well, I wouldn't say immediately, but if you follow consistently along, you know, you'll. It's, it's not gonna be like, oh, if I don't do these workouts doing jiu-jitsu is going to be the same. I feel like if, I mean, I'm only a couple of days in and I feel like, and people have said it to me like, oh, you, you see, look like you're moving better, you're stronger in these positions, you know, it's, it's directly going to benefit your grappling. And I actually honestly think that it's going to probably, for the person who isn't interested in being like a high-level crossfitter, it's a very comprehensive strength and conditioning program just for being generally physically prepared. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's not like you need to... That's kind of one of the cool things that, we, that Elliot talked about. We, we kind of took out of it already was... And this is all Elliot's idea. I mean, I can't take any credit other than the fact that I'm giving him feedback doing the, the workouts and that I came to him and was like, this is what I want or whatever. And he brought all these options to the table and whatever. But um, it's not, it's not very high-skilled. You know what I mean? It's not like you need to spend... You know, like the the first couple months that I was in CrossFit, it was, and I'm still not good at it, was learning how to snatch and clean and jerk and things like that. And now those are kind of taken out of the equation. You know what I mean? You can do like power cleans and power snatches. And if you do them not technically perfect, it's not going to be as detrimental to the actual workouts, which is really cool. Yeah. And I mean, if it's, if you are someone who, is really into jujitsu and you just want a little bit of strength and conditioning, this shouldn't be like overwhelming you to the point where your jujitsu is suffering. If you're one of those people that has just been hitting hard jujitsu like Derek was where his strength and conditioning was kind of suffering, don't let this strength and conditioning beat you up just trying to get better, wasting your time, like trying to do these techniques. Like you can you can simplify the movements even further. Yeah, and then just so you can get the workout in, and then get better. If you already have a good foundation of of different movements and everything, and a lot of these different weightlifting movements, then yeah, just do whatever is is written for the workout. But they can always be scaled down, and there will be there will be options in the workout on like what to do if you don't have this equipment or substitutes that that are what we're looking for. So in a sense, that you guys have like because. CrossFit and Jiu-Jitsu is, like, so symbiotic. Um, and, or they're... Well, I feel I, like... I don't, know if, I don't know if symbiotic would be the word, but they're, they're, there's, a, there's, a lot, there's a lot of comparisons. There's a lot of parallels. Well, I think, I think with Jiu-Jitsu and, and with CrossFit, too, if you break down CrossFit in all of its simplest forms and then you break down Jiu-Jitsu in its simplest forms, it's really just about being able to push and pull properly. And at many different planes. You know and just I mean? being in the right position. Right. So I think that, like, that's, like, a lot of what Elliot has done, which is brilliant, I feel like, is, is a, like, the other day we did, um, like, the first workout is front squats and then bent over row. So the front squat is, you're actually probably pushing and pulling, but it's more of a, a pushing moment be, movement because, you know, you can drop into the hole really fast. So a squat is a push. And then you learn to pull with your arms, which is a very jiu-jitsu movement, is 
push your legs, pull your arms. You know and if I mean? you've never front squatted with like relatively heavy weight, you can definitely get a very good core response. Like on your abs, I'm sure if you get up high in the percentages, just trying to stand up with all that weight right. really gives you that feeling of like trying to push someone off of you or holding yourself up over top of somebody. Right. That type of core strength that you need, that stability. So it's it's really cool that like he's using CrossFit methodology in translating it to techniques or 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 the uh, essential movements that happen in jujitsu all the time, which is just pushing and pulling in a lot of different planes, which is really cool. Um, the other cool thing that he said was that uh, it's all scalable, and which is a, a very CrossFit. You know, mentality to have. You know, we can if it's all done by percentages or, or work up to a heavy set of. You know what I mean? So it's not we're not telling you do it at this weight. You know what I mean? It's you know do it as, as heavy as you can or or moderate or whatever. Give you like kind of loose guidelines and then you go from there. Yeah, I like it that uh, one thing Elliot said was that was uh, that, that kind of triggered something was that it was it's supposed to be. I mean, you're supposed to be able to do it and scale it and not beat the crap out of yourself. This is like a, it, it's like a supplemental, um, supplemental at best, um, where it's just like, it, it's like you're, you're really trying to supplement your, what, whatever, whatever your practice is, as opposed to like being like, this isn't CrossFit, this is like a, this is like a, a, a supplemental workout of, of like to improve like I mean granted it's gonna, it's also going to improve like what you're doing across the like across the board but it's it's more geared towards doing other things well, I, th- I think the other thing too is you need to realize I mean and I, I think a lot of people don't do this in general but you need to kind of evaluate your goals all the time and kind of re- reevaluate what you're doing your activities for and I think that's something that happened to me kind of recently was like you know, I got really into the technical aspects of the sport of CrossFit. And then I was like, well, why am I here? Like, what was the original, like, reason I came here? And it was to kind of benefit my jiu-jitsu. So I had to kind of reevaluate, you know, maybe learning, you know, spending so much time working on the technical aspects of certain lifts or technical aspects of gymnastics. And I need to cut that back and not have that be a detriment to my jujitsu or whatever, you know what I mean? So, like, if you come into CrossFit and you're looking for, you know, you want to be, you know, when you you want to dive into the, the serious competitive aspects of CrossFit, then, yeah, you're going to need to, like, really, you know, spend a lot of time learning how to Olympic lift and learning how, and not even just Olympic lift the way Olympic lifts are done, but Olympic lift in the way that CrossFit does Olympic lifts, which is like, you know, high volume Olympic lifts. You know, I, that was one of the things that was, and it's one of those things that's debated all the time. It's like, you shouldn't be doing these movements for high volume. Well, you know what? Who says that you shouldn't be doing these movements for high volume? If that's what the sport of CrossFit requires you to do, then yes, you need to do that. But if you're going to Olympic lift and you're going for, you're pretty much your one rep max all the time, then no, you're not going to do those in high volume. Same thing with gymnastics, you know, the, the whole kipping and things like that. You know, if you're doing CrossFit to get better at gymnastics, then no, you probably shouldn't spend so much time learning how to kip and everything. But if you're doing gymnastics to get better at CrossFit, then yes, by all means, go do that stuff. On the other hand, if you're just going to CrossFit 
to get in shape and live your life better and be more generally, generally physically prepared, then there are some things you need to look at where you're like, I'm not going to spend a ton of time learning how to do these very technical things to be better at CrossFit when your whole goal is to just be healthier. You know what I mean? And then I had to evaluate that on another plane and go like, all right, I'm doing this stuff to be better at jujitsu or be able to do jujitsu longer or to be healthier in jujitsu, you know? I'm not going to spend a ton of time learning how to Olympic lift or Olympic lift for volume like CrossFit does. I'm going to use the Olympic lifts to get stronger. And I think yeah. that that's a, there's a, there's a very, I mean, it's, there's a lot of gray area with, uh, Olympic lifts. Like, I mean, I know a, I mean, it's evident all the time. You see like a 110 pound girl that can squat clean 265 pounds. It's probably not because, I mean, she, she's clearly strong, but a lot of that has to do with, her perfect technique. Speed and technique. You know what yeah. I mean? So you have to kind of, you have to sit down and kind of really evaluate and think about those things once you start diving deep into it. And I think a lot of people either don't do that or don't take the time to do that or whatever. And I think that's a really important well, like, thing to do. It's like, uh, like butterfly pull-ups. Or even you, muscle-ups, you, yeah. You don't, you don't really need to learn how to do butterfly pull-ups. I actually don't. Like, I wouldn't even recommend doing them. I think... There's no, I don't, I mean, in jujitsu, trying like a movement like a butterfly pull up and the amount of stress that it puts on your shoulders doing a butterfly pull up, like, I feel like the risk reward there is just very minimal. Strict pull ups would just be way more, if you could just pull your body weight 20 times, I would take that over 30 kipping butterfly pull ups. Like, the hip expression is is good that you yeah. can do that, but there's so many safer, more effective moves that can use hip extension and and everything and explosiveness than a than a butterfly pull up. Yeah, the the only time like I've ever done butterfly pull ups is in a competition, like hands down. It's like that. That's the only time I really like to break it out. Is if if it and and butterfly butterfly pull ups like like you said it's it's like that's like sport of prospect like it, it, and what you guys the the program you guys are, I mean it's like does somebody that's doing jiu-jitsu need to learn how to butterfly pull up no no I mean like strict pull ups yeah kipping maybe but definitely not I think if it comes naturally or you can just work on it a little bit and you really want to do it then yeah it's awesome but I wouldn't spend days trying to learn how to do muscle ups or butterfly pull ups or anything it really doesn't it's not going to give you the most bang for your buck. It'd be way better for you to put some pounds on your your bent over row, your front squat, your power clean. Those are the kind of movements that are gonna that are really gonna express and show how much more explosive and strong you you've gotten in more condition than than oh before I could do strict pull ups now I can do butterfly pull ups. I'm I'm better at jujitsu. Like your um, workout times might get faster if you can do butterfly, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting more fit. Because, yeah. but in CrossFit, if you can do butterfly pull-ups, and your workout times are getting faster, it's like, will you build efficiency so that you're doing more work over time, all that stuff. But from like a fighter standpoint, you just need that like raw. There's like when you're working out for that, you almost don't want efficiency. Like you definitely want safety, but you want it to be really hard for a really long time. So then when you get into those those rolling matches where it's really hard for a really long time and you can't control the pace then you're just you're used to that and you've been there 
Yeah, I think. Well, I think the hard thing too is like, especially when you go to like a CrossFit gym and like you're using it to supplement. I feel like it's really hard not to get caught up in the whole like, oh, that guy's doing butterfly pull-ups. You know what I mean? I want to learn to do that yeah. type thing. You know what I mean? It's like it's you're it's because all those CrossFit. I mean, it's like anything else. It looks like, so pretty. Well, it's <laughs> also one of those things where it's impressive when you're that skilled. You yeah, know what I mean, and you want to kind of get to that. To that, uh, to that, to that level of, of being skilled, where again you need to look at kind of risk versus reward and why you're there and and, and stuff like that. So Every, everybody and, that sees a ring muscle up wants to wants to immediately do a ring muscle up. And there's that problem with like I may be not in as good condition as someone, but because I have these skills like the butterfly pull ups, I'm going to be able to beat them in workouts just because I can do butterfly pull ups. Or that I can do a muscle up, you know what I mean? Like you could put any person. We could do like you know I could race Olympic track athletes in a 400 meters, but if every 100 meters we had to do one muscle up, they could be three times faster than me. If they can't get a muscle up, you know I beat them. But it's like, does that necessarily mean I'm like more conditioned in in the CrossFit terms? Yes, I'm more fit than that person. But like in jujitsu terms, like I'm not going to beat someone because I can do butterfly pull ups and they can't. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> well, and I think, but I also on the flip side of that, I think there's something to be said about being aware of your body and being having the ability to move your body that way. That it's going to be beneficial to whatever you do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I, I mean, it's not a huge focus for mine anymore. Like I was working on it for a while, but like it's not a. I mean, and and they're fun to do. And like when I get the chance to work on them. But it's not, again, it's not a huge focus on me, but like a muscle up, you know what I mean? Like doing muscle ups and kind of learning like the fact that like, so one of the things that I, I got a couple the other day and Elliot and I were talking about it was like the fact that it's not even really that, it's, it's not a muscle, like when you say muscle up, it's actually, it's almost deceiving name, you know what I mean? It's, it's more of a explosive up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like. You're you're it's you're using less muscle and more movement to get well, up there. You know well, I mean? If anything, it's like a kipping quote air quote like kipping muscle up. Right. Because I mean a muscle up really it should be like bringing those ring down to your chest and right. increasing that rib cage and pressing. Like down. if you put your feet up on a box and you're like horizontal and you do a ring row, I think that's like more that takes more pulling strength than what you actually need right. to do a full muscle up. Right. Yeah. Like for me, I don't feel like I pull that hard, but I just really that timing and that. That explosiveness just, just but that but that being said, I think that's one of the reasons you both you guys have taken to jujitsu pretty well is because you know how to move your body to accomplish that you know what Intense I mean and, and efficiently and stuff like that. So, it, you know, it may not be your ultimate goal to be able to do those things because you're there for another reason. You're doing strength addition for another reason, but playing with those. And, and learning how to do them and seeing maybe where your deficiencies are because that was one thing that really happened to me was like I was like oh like, I got pretty good hip explosion and then it took me a while to kind of hone it in and direct it into a certain you know direction to, to be able to achieve a muscle up and I think just because of that I'm kind of more aware of my body and how to use it even more you know what I mean so I feel like all of those things, you know, yes, we wrote this program to not be very skillful or Elliot wrote this program to not be very skillful. But when you do have the chance, it's not going to hurt you to work on those skill activities. It's only going to help you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's only, it's only going to help you. I, mean, I, I always hear uh, when, when I walk into the, 
jujitsu gym, it's like I always hear people, like some of the guys, be like, oh, man, i got to go up again with CrossFitter. <laughs> I've heard that like numerous times. And it's like, and it's, and, we make and, your guys work. Even yeah. though we don't have the skills, we definitely make them work for it. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, is good. At least it shows that, you know, being physically fit and strong does have some, you know, advantages. Because if, if we didn't have that, if we didn't have the strength and conditioning, it would just be a murder show. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, I can't wait till I get to that point where, like, my strength and my skill balances out. And all of a sudden, it's like, shit. <laughs> I think that's like, is like uh, yeah, really, I think well, and you guys haven't seen it too much yet, but like when you go to a tournament, like at like the blue belt level, like I think blue belts are some of the most exciting matches you can watch because it's your skill level and your physicality has kind of come full circle at that point. So it's a lot of scrambling and moving around fast and losing position and trying to regain position. And then once you get to purple belt, you realize like. Oh, I better conserve some of this energy and move a little slower and stuff like that. So, like, I think like at blue belt is really where that starts to happen. Is you know you you're you don't know enough to be able to keep position, but if you're in good shape, you can move fast enough and kind of impose your will a little bit to kind of get what you want. So uh, that that brings up a question uh, for me. Do you think so? You've got white belts who just scramble. Um, I mean. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like fight, fight for your life. Um, well, and another and, thing too is like you don't even know where you're going at white belt, and then at blue belt you're like, oh, this is a bad position. I need to get here. I'm trying to at least get here. So you have some kind of you're gonna you, you can aim your warhead at a certain area instead of I, just firing blindly into the night. I think one. I think one of the most common <laughs> phrases like I I actually am I'm odd about audible about it when I'm rolling with somebody, um, but it's a, in my head or or if I speak it out, I usually like am like, yeah. I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> I fucked up. <laughs> so you get you get the, the the blue belts and then you get the purple belts. But when it comes to black belt, like this, um, yeah, endurance probably has like a good uh, good portion of play in things. But does strength have any ha- have a lot to play in in black belts, or is it like a very? I mean, I know you. I know the black belts. It's like it's it's incredibly technical. But does strength have like anything to play in a black belt game? I think unless you unless you get well, it doesn't have and it shouldn't have anything to do with when you're rolling with lower belt. So if you're a black belt and you're rolling with a brown belt, purple belt, blue belt, white belt, especially I would say blue belt and white belt, you should be using no strength whatsoever. But I think when you get to black belt level, if there's two black belts who are considerable technical ability the same, the person who is better conditioned is going to win out every time. Um, that being said, if you have a really conditioned black belt who is not very technical and you have a very technical black belt who is also conditioned, the technical black belt is going to destroy that guy all the time. You know what I mean? So I think technique, it's kind of an interesting conversation. I actually just heard this on... Um, Dave Camarillo's podcast, which is uh, Position Impossible. So if you guys want to listen to that podcast, clever. He's a very, uh, he's a, well, he's a, he was a judo black belt and then he got his Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt and now he works a lot of like law enforcement and 
military and things like that does a lot of combatives. He was actually the grappling coach at um, American Kickboxing Academy, and um, a lot of those guys won UFC champions. Like, he's a real decorated guy, but he was saying, um, someone asked a question, was like, if you only had 10 skill points, like you're in a video game, and you had to allot these 10 skill points to either technical ability, speed, or strength, how would you divvy up those skill points? And he said, well, right off the bat, you want to be... The majority of your skill points you want to go to technical ability. And he's like, well, let's break this down. What is speed and strength? Strength is the ability to pin somebody down. Whether it's on the bottom or on top, it's just control somebody. And speed is the ability to scramble. He's like, but if you are very technical and you can hold somebody in a position long enough that you can get your technique working that the scramble aspect kind of becomes no. So he's like, I give five to technical ability, three to strength, and two to speed. He's like, that's that's how you want to look at it because you'll be very, very good technically, strong enough to slow the other person down enough to make sure your technique is good enough and then the scrambling almost becomes null and void at that point. So your speed doesn't really have anything to do with it at that point. So, yeah, I would say that if, you know, you can't fucking hold someone down and they're all moving around and scrambling and you can't keep up or whatever, you're going to have a bitch of a time, even if you're really super technical. I don't know. I feel like you could, the strength and the speed, you could kind of go both ways. Because if you're five points into technique and you have... Those three points into speed, but you're not necessarily that strong. I mean, you know better than anyone position. If you're in the right position, if you can get there quickly, it doesn't really matter how strong you are. As long as you're like set up correctly, I mean, and you have the weight, if you're like evenly matched in weight, just being in the right position makes it so much harder for someone else. And if you can just get there quickly. But I think a lot of it has like a lot of being in the right position is slowing them down long enough to catch that position. You know what I mean? Like, so a lot of like my top game is I will hold you in a position and then just let it go gently in a certain direction so that you start moving in that direction slowly. So then I'm like, oh, I know where you're going now. You know what I mean? Where if you just explode real fast and you're gone, I'm like, fuck, I missed the opportunity to get there. Um, but, actually know there's a good kind of reference point or whatever but like an old coach of mine I always say it stops on a bus you know what I mean you're, you're hammering to one stop but then you're slamming on the brakes and letting people on the bus and then you're driving real fast to the next stop and then slamming on the brakes and letting people on the bus well if you can kind of ride the bus till it gets to that next stop and it slams on the brakes that's when you kind of make you move on or off the bus so, I, I mean, I tend to agree that I, I would say that strength is more to do than speed. But I also think that, you know, especially for me at this, at this game, at this stage of my game, I want to be just the most well-rounded grappler I can be, just like kind of everything else in life. You know what I mean? I don't want to be too lopsided. I think uh, Scott thinks you should just be good with a pistol. And say fuck the nonsense. What <laughs> <laughs> happens around a bullet, buddy? Throw, Throw the gun. 
Just run it. If you're running a bullet, you need to practice your aim yeah. game a little bit more. Yeah, unless you're taking on 20 people, then you you really fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> like if you're taking on 20, 20 people, it's it's a totally different subject. <laughs> yeah, <you've... laughs> it's like, what kind of fucking neighborhood? But then you have an AK. You should be alright, right? Mow them down. Just get it over with. <laughs> Shoot first, ask questions later. <clears throat> um, so. Um, with your programming, uh, how do you how do you divvy up like the 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 portions of the workouts? Um, so right now we're kind of still working on that. Right now we're um, the plan is to have Derek either one or two weeks ahead of the programming. We're trying to make it so anyone can get in there in a, in like a decent. Uh, a well-equipped gym and maybe spend an hour to an hour and 10 minutes, including warm up, getting the stuff done and then maybe like a quick cool down and then be out of there. You know what I mean? As long as you're not like messing around where you could probably extend it out to an hour and a half, two hours, but ideally you want to just get in there for an hour. So we're going to kind of work on the time frame and, and what pieces work. And then we're basically, I'm, I'm doing it on a, on like a five day rotation so every five days, you're going to start seeing the repeat movements and everything. But every chunk of five days, it'll be uh, pretty um, random or not random, but varied. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what we're what we're looking at. That, but most of the time, it's just it's just general strength and conditioning. It's there's nothing like too crazy fancy. But I mean, usually if you just stick to the basics, you can get a lot for a very long time. I I mean, this program isn't. I wouldn't recommend it to like people that are already doing CrossFit or like high level CrossFit athletes, but definitely people that have been doing or are doing jujitsu and want to get stronger and then, but don't want to get into like the high skill level stuff like that, or just learning. They just want to get in and do what works and just kind of strip away any of the fancy nonsense. That's, that's pretty much who it's for and and what we're doing, but it's definitely still a little, uh, in the process of throwing it at the wall and seeing what works and what what Derek likes and well, maybe not what he likes and doesn't like, but what's working and, and what really like it's hard because I have to ask him. I have to be like, "What did you think of that workout?" And he'd be like, "It sucked," and I'd be like, "Well, <laughs> did it suck because it didn't feel like jujitsu, or did it suck because it really hurt and it felt like you could just keep You're pushing trying to harder. read through the lines?" Yeah, it's like what, what what kind of suck are we talking about? You know what I mean? Like assault bike sprints always suck. But they're really good, you know what I mean? Like doing hundred meter sprints, and they they really suck if you're running as fast as you can. But well, you know, like after Friday night, I think you want to avoid Derek next time. There's an open mat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and that's and that's the thing. So it's just like we got to figure out like we can get into those. You can push really hard, but it's like I don't want to work out where it's like ah, oh, it was too technical. Where it just he was just limited by his skill. On how far he can get into the workout. Yeah. You ideally for these workouts and for fighters, you want to just go those workouts where you're controlling the pace and where you can just keep leaning on it, and you're only limited by like your mind or your mental and like physical capacity. Yeah, and so far they really do that. I mean, I think that like so one thing for me that we kind of talked about, and maybe we could add this into the program to make it very specific, is like how much time in between sets and exercise like activities whatever because like there's definitely like 
where if you start fucking around and you're not like you start talking to people whatever yeah these workouts can stretch out to be an hour and a half two hours and you know that, I mean if you have that amount of time great but like a lot of for me I double up on days so I double up doing my strength conditioning and my jiu-jitsu just because I have a regular life as well so I don't want to be in there for I mean that's and that's kind of the beauty of CrossFit in general is there is there's a lot you get a lot done in a short amount of time like so like at Everproof when you go there it's an hour long class you do a warm up mobility uh, strength and a skill in this kind of the same option and then you do a Metcon which and you're out of there in an hour which is fucking awesome that's like one of the best things I like about it is you're not dilly dallying screwing around you get a lot of work done so with this programming is you have to go in and you have to kind of manage your time wisely and kind of get to work and get going and do those things or you definitely could be in there fucking around for two hours where it should only take you like Elliot said an hour hour and ten minutes um, the other cool thing is that hopefully on this kind of the same website or whatever we're also going to be doing like videos for like mobility and things like that so like that's one of the things I always talk about with all my guys especially now from doing CrossFit and kind of being exposed to the strength and conditioning is like yeah, you know what? You're living an active lifestyle and you're using your body, but when you do those same things over and over again, you're going to accumulate some kind of damage being in this, doing those same things over and over again. So a lot of these mobility drills that we'll video and, and share with everybody is kind of combating, you know, getting that fucking really tight thoracic spine or hips forward or, you know, whatever it is and stuff like that. So it's going to be kind of an all-encompassing, you know, wellness for people who do some kind of grappling or something yeah. like that. It, like even um, I mean, and I'm and I'm not harping your on your academy at all because like like form and squatting is not like a, like it's not it that's not that's yeah. not your 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 main goal. Um, but like just watching watching people squat that don't that aren't like constantly told how to squat is is amazing and, and it's one of those things where it's like and i see this all the time when i see people people that are new come into the crossfit gym is is it you it, it's 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 one of those things you, you kind of scratch your head and you're like you know like a squat is a should be a natural human thing to do but in our society specifically in american society we have we have forgotten how to squat We've forgotten how to sit in that position. Uh, it should be the bottom should be a resting position. The bottom should be not a, exactly. Holy shit! I can't breathe down here. <laughs> exactly. And that's what exactly. it's become. It's been like a why are you squatting down there for so long? That's weird. It, I think that's more of an American thing. When I was overseas, you would see police officers, people at bus stops, at the bottom of a squat or sitting on the curb, expressing that that hip range of motion and, and all that stuff. So yeah. it's not like. It's not like as humans we forgot it. There are definitely some some cultures and countries that that do that, and it's very normal. Just like eating ice cream, hanging out, all sitting around and just like adults. I'm not talking about kids. Like you know, fifty, forty year olds just squatting down at the bus stop eating ice cream, like hanging out, kind of stuff. Like ties all the time. I I'd see like I'd see ties Thai people, Thailand from Thailand, sitting and eating meals, squatting. Yeah, and that's how they eat, and it's like, and we've we've lost this ability to to do that because of just who we are as a culture, um, and it comes from just Westernized society. 
and hating on the healthy. You see somebody eating a salad, be like, "Why are you eating that salad, man? Why don't you eat something like a real food?" What, what is food? up with that? <laughs> or I else, so much shit. If you bring your own healthy like, meal, like if I'm eating my own meal, like on campus or something, and it's like nice and healthy, people will be like, "Look at this health freak over here, like oh, CrossFit, <laughs> drinking the Kool Aid." It's like. I'm eating broccoli and chicken, man. Like, what? Get away from me. <laughs> I think it's also, I mean, it's one of the things that, like, Rogan says all the time is, like, you f- you have life so easy that you find things to make hard. You know what I mean? So oh, it's like, yeah. you know, you sit in your car. You sit at the dinner table. You sit at the office all day. You know what I mean? Like, and then your food comes in this nice prepackaged fucking wrapped in cellophane. You know, you don't got to hunt it anymore or whatever. So it's, it's just that everyone's just getting so soft. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they're just, they're just not doing it. some honey. You're hunting down in that shit at 7 Eleven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> on a hood safari. <laughs> well, and then, well, well, that goes hand in hand with like, so like, I know I don't sit down at work all day and I do jujitsu, but I went to CrossFit and there were a ton of movements where I was like, I can't do this because of the things I've done to my body over the years. So we're gonna like have a lot of those things that alleviate those those things and kind of re- try to reverse the damage. And I mean, I mean, even though I did a lot of jujitsu, I feel like the things I'm doing now is even making my jujitsu better because I'm not stuck in certain movement patterns. And I mean, I can move better in general, which makes that all a lot better. That's awesome. I mean, and, and it's it like it's the complete reverse for Ellie and I. I think it's just like we're we're not stuck in those CrossFit movements, just CrossFit movements anymore. We're moving in these 360 environments with BJJ. And I think the funny thing is, kind of going back is. To where the technique thing is like when you tell people at the academy to squat or do push-ups like not to throw George under the bus but there was one time where you're like do push-ups and he's doing like these super elbow wide out push-ups and everything and you're like you're like what are you doing why are you doing push-ups like that and like I rolled with him before that or we were warming up or maybe it was after or something and he had his elbows tucked like great position exact position that you would want to push but it's like he does push when he hears push-ups and he thinks like, oh, I got to do push-ups. He like wings the elbows out, gets in this weird position. But when he wants to push me off of him and like just, you know, strangle the shit out of me, his elbows are tucked. He's in great position. So it's like sometimes it's not necessarily like people just lose their mind. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm sure you see, like, you're like, here's this technique. Like grab the collar, do this, do this, put your hips under and then go. And then like, and it happens to me too. And I'd be like, all right, do this. Wait. And then you're like, move your hips. And I'm like, I don't know where my hips are right now. Like, you just like lose. I don't know. You just you just forget how to move sometimes. And and I think that's what happens. And you just have to practice like, you know, being in those positions and just making it so just common that that's the only way that you know how to do it. Yeah. As opposed that's to being like, oh, I'm doing a push up. I need to think about this. Like, now I've been doing so many push ups. Like, I just that's just how I do that like I yeah. wouldn't flare my elbows out because it just it feels like it hurts you know what I mean it doesn't feel like a good position so sometimes you just have to practice these positions over and over yeah so bringing things all the way full circle you guys still cold any any weird body parts that are cold my my legs still feel chilled a little bit but like I'm not cold anymore but I definitely feel like my my joints are still cool like cooled off yeah there. I'm not like shivering or like, but I just like everything. It feels good. Like I just feel. I got like good. I have like one warm wrist, one cold wrist. Oh, you're just stroking out. That's that's all. <laughs> <laughs> 
Open for jokes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might have like a, a slight chill, but not anywhere like it was. So are we getting back in the tub? Go for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll videotape. I'll watch, I'll watch it. I'm good for the night. Taffy, you want you want a chance? No. All right. Um. So yeah, guess that's that. Do jujitsu. Do some CrossFit. Follow. Um, so the program in a couple of weeks will be up on RecoilAthletics.com. Um, you can follow along the program, um, and uh, there'll be some. Uh, hopefully, by the time the the website's all done and the program's up, there'll be maybe some mobility drills or something like that. We're gonna try to throw out some like maybe some jujitsu drills too, like. Uh, maybe not so much techniques, but drills you can do before class to warm up and kind of get the muscle memory of certain movements down and uh, buy a t-shirt or something. Before you <laughs> yeah, look dope. Yeah. And uh, rep it hard. Heat and then yeah, do some heat patches. Uh, put it on your gi if you follow the program. And then... Uh, Check it out, people. It's only going to help you. Right. It's only going to help you. Do jujitsu, follow the program, do CrossFit, take a fucking cold ice ass bath, bath. <laughs> <laughs> get money, take a cold bath. That's it. Yeah. <laughs>